0: You know my Jesus is all My Jesus is all He my Holy I My Holy Lord I know He will hear me I know He will hear me Hear me when I call Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today on Sanctified in Truth, we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 to 14. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Somewhere along the line, angels seem to have taken an improper place of prominence in the thinking of these Jewish Christians in Rome. Now, honestly, I'm not sure why the book of Hebrews begins with such a lengthy discussion of angels. Scholars debate possibilities like whether the writer of Hebrews is trying to persuade these Christians that Jesus is not an angel, a conclusion that seems unlikely to me, or he's correcting some of the conceptions that they have carried over into Christianity from Jewish traditions. Whatever the purpose of the emphasis on angels, it's ultimately of little importance, because the point is abundantly clear. Jesus is better. Even in our culture, there remains a fascination with angels. Along with that fascination, there's also been a lot of misunderstanding. What the writer of Hebrews makes undeniably clear is that angels are servants and they serve the king whatever else we may think about angels we can't forget that the word angel means messenger angels do not act independently they serve at the pleasure of king jesus the writer of hebrews amassed a series of quotations to help us see the importance of understanding the work of jesus the first two quotations are from psalm chapter 2 verse 7 and second samuel 7:14 Both of these verses are intended to establish Jesus as the Davidic Messiah, the king who would reign and was promised. The next two questions establish Jesus as the one who is worshipped by the angels. Only God is worshipped, and thus Jesus is God. As God, he created the angels. And if angels are amazing, how much more amazing must their creator be? Let me just pause here and remind you Humans do not become angels. Angels are their own separate created beings. That's part of what we can see here. The next thing the author of Hebrews points out is that while the angels were created, Jesus is eternal. He has always been and will always be and is unchanging in his perfection. Finally, because of who Jesus is, he's given the place of prominence at the right hand of God. No angel's given that prominence. What's the purpose of all these quotes? Now, we may need to look past all the allusions to angels and all the confusion and questions that arise out of that to understand what is clearly the point of this passage. Often, we can trust things in addition to God. We have a backup plan. We trust in God, but we also create a safety net to fall back on in real emergencies. We trust in God, but we also trust in the faith of others. Some people trust in saints, some trust in rituals, and in this case, people also trusted in angels. The point that's being made here is all we need is King Jesus. The writer of Hebrews asks why anyone would put their hope in a servant of the king when they have a king who has put himself at their disposal. When we go through tough times, if we root our hope in anything or anyone other than Jesus, we will be disappointed. But when we trust in Jesus alone, we'll always be cared for and protected by our reigning king. So we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage. We want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? The Bible frequently speaks of Jesus as a king. It uses regal metaphors and pictures to describe his office and function. Such titles point to his sovereignty and power. To think of Jesus as a king emphasizes his rule and his conquering victory. I wonder, though, if this aspect of the person and ministry of Jesus is not ignored too frequently. In our culture, we tend to emphasize the closeness and intimacy of Jesus, both wonderful aspects of his person and ministry. My fear is we might accidentally emphasize them to the detriment of Jesus' kingship. Remembering Jesus as king reminds me that he's not only in control, he's in charge. Thinking of Jesus as king also prevents me from approaching him casually, and it helps me better appreciate the intimacy and closeness that he does offer. I don't fear my circumstances when I remember that the victorious warrior is on the throne. I trust my king when life doesn't go as expected. When I view Jesus as the king he is, I'm gently reminded I'm a servant and not a co-regent. Therefore, my purpose is not to help him lead, but to follow. second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? The fact that we constantly feel we need more than Jesus is indicative of our sinfulness. Jesus rules and reigns, but we think we still need more. Sin so permeates our being that we struggle to trust as we ought, so we look for extra things to trust in. We need to remember faith in Jesus cannot ever be faith in Christ among many, but it must always be faith in Christ alone. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? The writer of Hebrews reminds us that angels are ministering spirits. They serve the king, and they serve the king to aid his people. I really like the way he says it. They come to serve those who are to inherit salvation. He speaks in the future tense. Two things should well up awe in us about our king. First, this is a reminder that when God supernaturally intervenes in our life, we thank Him. If you got a check in the mail for a million dollars, you wouldn't thank the mailman as if the check was from Him. He's just delivering it. In the same way, God may use means to rescue us, but we shouldn't focus on the means, because those means point to Him. The second thing I want us to think about is that when he says God sends out his angels to serve those who are to inherit salvation, we need to pause and realize God has been at work in our lives for thousands of years to bring us to this very moment in history, wherever you are right now listening to this podcast. For me to record this today required more than God protecting me for the 38 years of my life. It required God protecting all of my ancestors for thousands of years through plagues, through wars, through the general fallenness of the world. It required God to bring together more than just Herschel and Tanya York, but the combination of DNA and genetics from thousands of couples dating all the way back to Noah and his wife to produce me. What gives me confidence in God's rule in my life today is to know that He's been ruling well for all of history to bring me to today. Why would I do anything other than trust in Him? Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth.